Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is for you to have to have you join us for the broadcast today and to take the King James Bible and share some eternal truth with you from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I'm uh, still working on my first cup of coffee, so forgive me for stumbling there in the introduction. And uh, this broadcast brought to you by, hopefully, the power of the Holy Spirit and caffeine. And I'm looking forward to getting into Acts chapter 26 today. And this will be our second look into this 26th chapter. And we are very close to the end now of the book of Acts. And the finish line is in sight. Paul is pleading his case before King Agrippa. Paul, of course, is a prisoner. He is ultimately going to be taken to Rome. And now he's in the process of different court hearings. And Paul has been given the opportunity to present himself, his case, before the authority figures. And he's going through his background, his testimony, and we'll look at that here in just a moment. Now, if you've missed any of our Bible studies, all of them are available on the Striving for Revival podcast. The podcast is on every podcast platform. It is free, and all you need to do is subscribe, and then you'll have instant access to every bit of Bible content that we have made. And my prayer is it will be a helpful tool to you to use as you and I as well strive to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So get that app. It's also available through the North Valley Baptist Church app in the Apple App Store. And so there's a lot of ways you can listen. The thing about the app is you can listen whenever you find the time. And if you miss us on the radio, you'll find us they're on the app. So I pray that you'll take advantage of that. Paul began his testimony by saying, I think myself happy. And we talked about that last Bible study, how Paul <laughs> controlled his emotion, controlled his mind, his thinking, and it controlled his attitude. And you've heard the statement before, attitude affects altitude, and that is so true. The way that we look at even bad circumstances determines how bad they are. Some folks go through the worst of times with a great spirit, and it's not so bad. Some folks go through good days with a bad spirit, and it makes it horrible. And you and I can control a lot uh, if we can control ourselves. In fact, I had somebody tell me that you'll never be capable of leading others if you're not capable of leading yourself. And so I want to challenge you, and I'm challenging myself. We need to control our spirit, control our mind, to control our heart. And Paul said, I think myself happy. He didn't complain. He didn't ask uh, to be set free. He didn't say, here's what I wish was on the menu in the prison cell. He didn't ask for a more plush pillow or a better mattress. He said, no, I I'm excited to have the opportunity to share the gospel. And if you and I will weather our stormy seasons that way, I think God can get the glory, and it'll make it easier on us as well. Because in all things, we can give thanks. That's the will of God uh, uh, in Christ Jesus. That's God's will for our life is that we would be thankful, and in all things, at all times. And we can praise the Lord and rejoice in the Lord always. He said, I think myself happy. And then he goes into the fact that he was a Jew, but not just a casual Jew. He is a, a Jew among Jews, if you will. He has a pedigree. He has a, a, a parentage. He has uh, some privilege even in that. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, well-educated, tutored in their traditions, and uh, he was not casual. Uh, he was hardcore in this thing. In fact, he was after Christians, and he'll tell about that, how he looked to do many 
deceitful, damaging things to the cause of Christ. Now, let me just read a few verses. We'll start in verse number four. My, This is Paul speaking. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning. If they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. So he's a strict adherent to the Pharisee tradition. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. He brings up the resurrection. And I've mentioned that many times, how Paul goes back to the resurrection. The resurrection was really the central theme of the apostolic message. They preached that Christ indeed was risen from the dead. Now the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, the Sadducees didn't. And so Paul is using that to go ahead and divide his accusers in, on that doctrinal truth. By the way, I saw a post the other day from a, a backslidden uh, preacher on social media, and he's gone the wrong direction, and he's compromised and sold out his heritage. He made the statement, we had a great interdenominational prayer meeting today gathered around the Word. Now let me stop right there and say it is impossible to have an interdenominational anything gather around the Word, because those interdenominational, that very fact that you have multiple denominations tells us we have multiple uh, views upon the Word. And so you cannot gather around the Word. We're supposed to rally around truth. Doctrine divides. And so anyway, Paul is saying that here in his statement, the straightest sect. He said it was straight. We, 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 we ran with our own crowd. And let me challenge you as Christians. We had to stay with those who stay with the Scripture. Amen. All right, now let's continue on reading. He said, why should it be thought a thing credible with you that God should raise the dead? He's asking this question. Why, why should that be such a hard pill for you to swallow? If God can create everything out of nothing, if God can part the Red Sea, and if God can send fire down from heaven, why do you think it's impossible for God to raise the dead? Verse 9, I, I like this verse. He said, I verily thought with myself. Now, this is Paul speaking back when he was Saul of Tarsus. He said, I thought as a lost man, that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. He said, so I had a plan. I had this thing all mapped out. I thought I knew what I was going to do. I was going to do what I could do to destroy the work of Christ. I was going to hinder the gospel. I was going to get in the way of God making progress through the name of Christ. That's what I purposed to do. Now, I'm probably talking to some folks listening to me today that you're not doing what you thought you'd be doing. I'm not doing what I thought I'd be doing. Before I got saved, I got saved when I was 21, and you know what my plans were? I wanted to get a teaching degree, and I did get that teaching degree, but I wanted to get a teaching degree for the sole purpose of being a coach. <laughs> I wanted to coach football, I wanted to coach basketball, and I wanted my summer vacation. Say amen right there. I thought, you know, if I can just be a school teacher, I don't need to make a lot of money, just enough to live, and uh, I'll enjoy uh, uh, sports, and I'll enjoy the, the off days, and I'll, I'll live where I grew up and have it made in the shade, drinking lemonade, like R.G. Lee would say. Uh, that's what I purposed, I thought, but God had another plan. You're probably the same way. There's some of you listening to me. You thought you'd do this or you thought you'd do that, and look where God has you now. You cannot write out a better script or story for your existence than what God has already written, and thank God for that. And Paul said, I thought that I was going to do this, but God's got me doing that. He said, I was going to fight Christ. He said, now I'm preaching Christ. Verse 10, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and he's referencing that as he would travel around with his paperwork uh, from the government to imprison and to torture and even consent to the death of Christians, and many of the saints that I show up in prison. 
having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. Now, can you picture that in your mind, how ruthless this man was? Saul was a sinner, the chiefest of sinners, he called himself. And this very plain in the way that he treated people, the evil, the wicked things that he's compelling Christians to do, the blaspheme God. And watch this, and being exceedingly mad against them. Now, they'd done nothing to him, but that shows you the bitterness of iniquity. There are folks out there that absolutely hate our church. They hate preachers. They hate the Bible. They hate standards. And none of those things have ever done them wrong. But like Christ said to Paul, it is hard for them to kick against the pricks. And that bitterness seeps out of them because they have sin in their life they don't want to deal with. They don't want to confess it. They don't want to be humble. They don't want to get right. They might be lost in need of salvation. They don't want to get saved. And because of that, they're angry. They're vicious. They have uh, so much hatred toward holy things, though they've never been mistreated. They make themselves a victim only because they refuse to see the reality that they need to get right. And Paul's that way before he got saved. He said, I was exceedingly mad against them. Watch this. I persecuted them, he said, even under strange cities. It shows you the length that bitterness will drive a person. You might be listening to me today, and that's you. And you, you say, well, I've been done wrong. Yeah, well, join the club. Get in line. Take a number. Everybody's been done wrong. But Christ has never done anyone wrong. And we take out... Our, 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 our hatred or our bitterness uh, at some person, uh, some sinner against the Savior. Now, listen, you shouldn't be shocked if a sinner did you wrong. You do folks wrong as well. But we cannot allow that bitterness to eat at us like a canker or a cancer and destroy our life. And that's what was happening to Saul of Tarsus before grace stepped in. Join me next broadcast. We're going to transition as Paul begins to tell us about the time he was saved. And I'll look forward to telling you that. And we've heard it before, but Paul uses this personal testimony. It's a powerful tool. He uses it over and over again. We'll get into that next broadcast. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.